Greetings, this is Russian Minister for Culture, Sport, and Dissident Education. Don't worry, I am not going to hurt you, yet. Once again, arrogant, decadent military industrial complex imperial western countries to ban all Russia products. I say, is your loss. What are you doing without vodka? How Englishman will drink Red Bull then, on its own? Ha! <laughs> it's make me laugh. So, as podcast for picking best player to scoring points in incorruptible English Premier Football, I say, pick Timo Werner of glorious Pugia, I mean, Abramovich Team of Glory. Of course, it's your choice, nobody force you. Just try not to get Polonium 210 in conflicts if you don't. Doisiedania, <laughs> nerds. Listening to episode 66 of FPL Rose, and uh, we're just going to do a quick review of our Game Week 27, and maybe just give some of our first thoughts, initial thoughts on the new Leeds manager Jesse Marsh. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Do you know? I think it is <laughs> Jesse 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 Marsh. Yeah. Okay then, and uh, you know what, for the graphic uh, for this episode, I was going to do a picture of Liverpool winning the League Cup, but then I thought, ah, Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I'm just joking. That game was tense. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, unfortunately I couldn't watch it, so I listened, uh, I saw the updates on the BBC especially the uh, penalty shootout. It was um, it was a good game. There were a lot of goals, even though a lot of them were disallowed. <laughs> there were yeah. a lot of chances, even though a lot of them were missed. Yeah. But ultimately, I think a draw was the fair result because both teams actually played really well. It's made me realise how much of an asset Chelsea defenders are going to be in the coming weeks, but we can speak to that later. But ultimately, it came down to the kickoff and... Oh, Kepa came off the bench and did his job, which was to once again make sure Chelsea lose. <laughs> that is that is an event that is going to go down in history. Yep, <laughs> penalty shootout, and he's the reason they lost it. But yeah, you're right. Chelsea are looking very good at the moment. The defenders probably more so, uh, but we'll get on to that. So, let us have a look at how we did in game week 27, if you want yeah. to kick off. So, I did fairly well, actually, um, surprisingly. Um, I think I recall saying that my two picks for captain would have been either St- Son or Sterling. Because I didn't have Sterling, I was quite tempted with Foden or Son. I ended up going with Son and he rewarded me quite well. Um, I was waiting for that goal. (laughs) As soon as he got the goal and came off, I was like, thank God. 
Um, so I finished with a total of 64 points, um, which was fairly good for that game week. Um, and yeah, Son was captain. Foden obviously returned. Livramento got some bonus points. Walker Peters got the most bonus points. And, you know, I think we kind of said he was a good asset. And yeah, like my defenders all had clean sheets. So I'm really happy. Smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah. Uh, in contrast to myself, uh, basically, I saw this week as the week to take my medicine because I uh, stocked up on Liverpool and Arsenal players. And so I had to rely on my bench, which was no good. Uh, Mankia, oh, no. no points. Rugulians also got me no points. And I'm not sure what's going on there. But the, the fact is, he's just not a reliable pick for all that money. Uh, he's not reliable. Apparently, he is fit. But for some reason, Conti didn't want to play him. So, another. Right, so. Yeah, so my terrible game week. Eduard also didn't play. And that was a risk I was willing to take because generally, when he comes on, he does really well. But if he doesn't yeah. come on, it's a big fat zero. So, <laughs> points from Livermento, points from Ben Foster. And that was pretty much it. Everybody else blank. I finished the game week with on a 43 minus 4, which is 39, which is like, what, one below the average. And yet I um, knew it was going to be bad. It could have been worse. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it on the chin. Fair Ooh. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So um, <clears throat> with this coming game week, um, we've got some double fixtures. Can we speak to those? Yeah, real quick. Cool. So we've got we've got six teams playing double um, fixtures. So you've got by scrolling to the end, you can actually kind of see it. You've got Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves, Watford, Leeds, Villa. Um, I've said it in the order of them playing each other, but all these six teams actually have double game week fixtures um, that week. So what what would you say maybe are one or two teams that you quite like the look of this week. Um, I know we don't kind of swear by double game weeks, but sometimes it can be a no-brainer. Like like last week, you know, people who didn't captain Salah at home mm. to the teams that concede the most goals in the Prem. I mean, it, trip, sorry, triple captain Salah, it's just a no-brainer, isn't it? Would you, would, you, would you say? Yes, a term that gets thrown about an awful lot, uh, but I think in that particular case, it applied. Okay, um, I have to admit they don't exactly jump out to me i would cautiously look at southampton and wolves uh, but the problem with those teams is that they're quite inconsistent it would be nice if you could pick jimenez but uh, he got benched last week and uh, so you not you, you have to kind of cross your fingers and hope he plays with southampton Adams is actually starting to look good. People have forgotten about him. It was all about mm. Ian Breyer. But uh, Adams is is looking good. And uh, I think his numbers are good. So he's definitely worth a look. And then the usual suspects of Carl Walker-Peters and uh, Liv Ramento. But sometimes Southampton play really badly. And it's the same with Wolves. Leeds, we don't know quite what we're going to get. Let me know what you think anyway. I quite like the look of Wolves. Um, I know Jimenez got benched, but I think they are in decent form. But the last two Arsenal, they've done pretty well at home. Yeah, I quite like the look of some Wolves players. Um, but once again, I don't think I'd captain anyone from the double game week. 
if I had a free transfer, I'd probably bring in a Southampton defender. So if I don't already have Livermento or Walker Peters, I'll bring one of the two in. And yeah, I don't think I'd get a Wolves striker or attacker, but I might get a Wolves defender, one of the f- f- um, wing backs. Yeah, or even one of the fullbacks. Yeah, want somebody who's guaranteed to play. Connor Cody. Yeah, Connor Cody is a good shot as well. Jose Saar, is it? Saar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saar's uh, no, Saar's Watford. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, yeah. But Watford do have a game, double game week, so you could. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. You mean the other Saar? Yeah, or Saar, Saar, whatever the the goal. Saar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The cool. same Wolves also have a double. Sorry, not Wolves, Watford. Watford also have a double game week, yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, you know, I know a lot of people were burnt quite badly last time round, but sometimes you shouldn't hang on too much to the past. And you never know what's going to happen. They might surprise us. The team hasn't improved a whole lot under Roy Hodgson. Sorry, Roy Hodgson. Right. But uh, they've still got some players who can turn it on. But, yeah. uh, speaking of which, Saar, obviously. And uh, Emmanuel Dennis, uh, if uh, people aren't too scarred by his red card. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Briefly, I just want to talk about Leeds and how we don't know what we're going to get. I've never really heard of Jesse Marsh before they signed the guy. Uh, I know he comes from the whole kind of Red Bull, also yeah. by Ragnick uh, in his past. And yeah. a lot of talk that he is one of the his people who like the 4-2-2-2. But of all the people who were supposedly famous for using it, Rangnick himself, and I think even Klopp used it in his early Dortmund days, Hasselhoot was the only person who still regularly uses it. And it remains to be seen whether Marsh will be using it himself. Apart from that, he favours a high-energy, aggressive pressing style. And the idea is to win the ball back quickly, high up the pitch, in the opposition half, and then get the shots off as quickly as possible. So not too different from Bielsa in that respect. The only difference is that uh, Marsh is more likely to use zonal marking, whereas Bielsa absolutely lived and died by man marking. And when we say man marking, literally the man men would follow follow the fucking <laughs> all over the pitch, and it's quite possible that's what contributes to Leeds conceding 20 goals in one month but I what I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say Marsh is going to start off a lot like Bielsa there's going to be feast and famines high scoring wins uh, but quite a few defeats as well but they're not going to be quite as bad as they were under Bielsa and I think the defense might tighten up a little bit but he's still got plenty of work to do it's fair, fair analysis there um <clears throat> I don't really know the guy, same as you, but I do think um, Leeds have a style of playing. I don't think that's going to change much. I don't think they're going to stop that exciting football they play or yeah. that attacking sense of football, but I think he is going to try and make sure things are a little bit more tight at the back, which is where we also fa- failed. And yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the main problems Leeds have was Cooper being injured. Calvin Phillips was a big miss for them and Bamford as well. So that's why I think that there's still still going to be games where they might struggle to get three points. Having said that, I think Marsh is a lot more open to rotating the squad than Dielsa was. And we might, for example, see a lot more from that kid Gelhart. I think he's only like 4.3 or 4.4. 
4.5, so he could be one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, nothing else in, in, in that sense. We could probably go to look at this week's fixtures, um, maybe look at one or two of those, and then maybe do player picks. Okay, I'm in your hands. Cool. I'm thinking about a fixture between Arsenal and Watford. Now, I haven't gone for the most interesting one to start with, but this, to me, this is always a big fixture because I feel like whenever Watford play Arsenal, there's always something mad that happens. Okay. Uh, just, just, I don't know why. I just feel like it, it's always an exciting game. So your player so, yeah. to look out for would be... So Say that again? Your place to look out for would be... Sorry, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah. All right. So Watford Arsenal, I think that's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I can see Arsenal winning, but I think I can also see Watford scoring against Arsenal. So I think individuals, and I think you spoke on this earlier, people who've got Dennis might be a bit scared to be burnt. I don't think they should be. I think that Dennis could get a goal against um, the Arsenal squad, but yeah. I don't think Watford are going to end up winning. And I do think players like Martinelli or what's his name? Saka. Saka, that's it. Saka will get on the score sheet. So I just think that's kind of my my two pens on people who might have Arsenal players already. So yeah, that, that that's probably my interesting game of the week. Do you want to pick one? Yeah, um, I think that Chelsea v Burnley is going to be very interesting. Oh, good choice. Yeah, this week we just got a reminder of why Burnley at the bottom of the table. <laughs> a lot of people uh, went hard on Burnley defence. Me, yes. Hope. And uh, they, they, you know, they ended up with them conceding two to nothing against Leicester. Now, Chelsea, obviously, we've not actually seen them play in the league for quite some time. But we also mm-hmm. got a reminder of why they're near the top of the table. Yeah. As you said, uh, in the League Cup final. And uh, although they don't seem to be blowing teams away still under Tuchel, there, I can see them coming away with something from their game against Burnley. There's just a lack of quality in Burnley, generally speaking. I was one of the people who captained Vekos. He's a good player. He, you know, he does an awful lot for Burnley. But the the rest of them, they, you know, they got into good positions. Uh, they were attacking in twos and threes on the break, and it just kept fizzling out against Leicester. <laughs> and, and the longer it went on, the more you felt for them. So yeah. Chelsea again. Defence looks like maybe the place you want to start. Rudiger, Mendy, if you've got the money. Obviously, Reese James is back, and that is exciting. But Tuchel mm. himself has talked about easing him back in. He was out for quite a while. So if you yeah. want to throw your money on Reese James again, be prepared for the odd benching. That's all I would say. As far Thiago as, Silva? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I was just going to say, as far as up front goes, uh, really, it's a lottery with Chelsea. You've got Havertz, you've got Ziyech, you've got Werner, Pulisic, you've got Lukaku. Don't be surprised to see all of them get rotated. The most, probably the most nailed who attacker at Chelsea at the moment is still Mason Mount, I would say. Yeah, and yeah I would agree. Value, yeah, he's still value for money when you compare him to the rest. And, you know, I've actually had him this season for quite a few weeks and he's done all right for me. I think he's on corners. He takes an awful lot of them. 
and managers just trust the guy. So I would say if you are going to put money on a Chelsea attacker who you want to play most of the time, I can't see Mason Mount getting rotated that much. That's not to say he won't, but, you know, I, I think he's the best of the lot. And I think Chelsea versus Burnley is going to be an interesting game. Brilliant insight there. So before we go to player picks, I just want to make one more mention, and this is not an, an, an analysis, but Liverpool have just come off a high, winning the... What was it called? But winning the League Cup, you mean? League Cup, yeah. Car- Carabao Cup is called now, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, winning the Carabao Cup. And the op- open the opponents they're going to be playing this Saturday, West Ham, I've just come of a 3-1 loss to Southampton. So not only have they come off a loss, but they've also played midweek and they've played most their, their full strength squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can expect them to be tired against the Liverpool team at home. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, guys, when you are thinking about who to captain this week. That's what yeah. I was going to say. I mean, Liverpool rested a lot of players uh, against Norwich tonight, didn't they? They did. They did. And- there was no Salah. There was money came on towards the end, maybe like 80th minute, I think, appearance. Same with um, Louise, that, um, that Douglas, what's his name? Sorry. Diaz. <laughs> Diaz. Oh my God, my head is gone. Luis Diaz came on as well in the 85th minute. So I think that just kind of shows Klopp's intentions of who's going to start in, in, in the West Ham game because hmm. Jota started this cup game. So, yeah. 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 And also... Liverpool tend to do well against West Ham, I think. Or have I got that wrong? Even though West Ham are flying this season, I still think that Liverpool know how to do a job on them as good as West Ham are and and have been this season. So all those factors in in combination means don't forget about Liverpool. Just because there's a single game week this week, you should still have faith and perhaps think about them when it comes to captains. One other fixture I just want to mention, which I also think will be interesting. I can't call it, but Spurs v Everton. So you've got Super Frankie Langpard, who still can't keep clean sheets, and and an up and down Spurs, whose up and down is just mad. They beat Man City, <laughs> they lose to Burnley, and they lose to <laughs> the Cup. They're just mad right now. And this is what worries me about Son and Kane. I can't predict when they're going to bang. And, yeah. um, you know, it still makes you slightly nervous about bringing one or both of them in. Don't get me wrong, I'm still thinking about it and their fixtures look okay, but it does worry me that every so often they put up a stinker, as Jamie would say. Uh, so look out for, see what's going to happen with that game. I can't really recommend anybody on the Everton, apart from maybe Richarlison. Uh, I, DCL got rested in their last game. I don't know if he's going to play. And I think he, when he does play, he is on penalties. So perhaps him as well. Uh, they, they've got, have they got Donny van der Beek? He's not doing on Everton, yeah, they got Donny. Yeah. Well, anyway, Spurs v Everton is also going to be another interesting fixture. And who knows, perhaps it'll tell us a bit more about how those two teams' seasons are going to end. Uh, yeah. But um, look out for that one as well. You're all about to witness a monumental down. Okay, do you want to do player picks? Yeah, player picks. So I'm going to give my player picks. I'm going to just do the two. So this week, my first one is going to be Walker Peters. I think Aston Villa and Newcastle will struggle to score against Southampton. And even if they do, I think Walker Peters has a very good chance of getting bonus points or even assisting. So I know it's a bit of a wild one, 
but I do think he is a good player pick for this week, Walker Peters. My second one is going to be Martinelli. I think Arsenal playing a Watford squad who are not doing exceptionally well in, in the league at the moment. I think Martinelli's got a lot to prove at the moment as well. After that red card, he hasn't really done much. Um, I can probably see him doing fairly well against that Watford squad that drew against United. So, yeah, I'm just going for Martinelli and Walker-Peters this week. No, I think it's a, it's a good fix for Arsenal. OK, it's just the two for me as well. So I'm going to go with our uh, cover star of this episode, Rudiger. I think uh, Chelsea are going to get a result against Burnley. I've already gone into that. Uh, and he's practically the most nailed in there. And now every now and again, yeah. pops up with a goal uh, as well. So, you know, you could do a lot worse. And then the other pick I'm going to go for, he's a blast from the past for you. But Willock, what's his first name again? Is it Joe? Joe Willock. Joe Willock, yeah, of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I don't think it can be denied that Newcastle's form has improved immeasurably. I mean, they've, they've uh, managed, I think, with three or four wins out of their last four or five games. And they're finally out of the relegation zone. And it seems to be clicking for Eddie Howe. And I think we're going to see uh, some of the form from Willick that convinced Newcastle to buy him in the first place. So he's a bit of a dark. <laughs> Newcastle do have uh, decent fixtures. I think they're also on a double. Um, they've got Southampton, who aren't necessarily the tightest of defence. And they've got uh, Brighton, again, who seem to be wobbling a little bit at the moment. Uh, maybe they're one of those teams who like to get on the beach early uh, because everybody's always impressed with them every season. And then after <laughs> they just kind of stop playing, don't they? Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I and, and Newcastle, you know, even though they're out of the relegation zone, they're still not quite out of danger yet. So they've got to keep the momentum going. And I can see them going for it in both games. This is their chance, you know, against two teams who are a bit lower down at the table. This is their chance to pick up more precious points. Nice. I like that. I like those picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right, then. So I think that's going to be it for this episode. Unless there was anything else. Nothing from me. No. Uh, I just also want to say really quickly, I want to uh, big up a very good friend of mine called Emmett, who runs his own radio show. Uh, I think it's called A Clock and Over Sounds or something like that. It's on Mixer. And it is uh, eclectic music. And basically, he plays everything from jazz to soul to funk to, to R&B to blues and rock. Uh, and if you just like music, straight up music from the past 50 years, it's a good show to listen to. The reason I'm bigging him up is because he was actually the inspiration for this episode's cold open. So I, I can't take any credit. Uh, I, I got it from him and uh, I've been biting his creativity so thanks for that and if you just like music and all kinds of music go check out his show but apart from that uh, if you're listening on youtube please hit subscribe please hit like it doesn't cost you anything it helps us out and uh, we really appreciate it and also don't forget to check us out on twitter at fpl underscore bros have we got it right have we got yes it? we have yes we have, <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> i want to know particularly from chelsea fans i really do uh, I'm curious to know what you're thinking right now. So hit us up on Twitter. And yeah, that's it for me. And I'm just going to sign off and say bye-bye. Peace out for me, guys. <laughs> <laughs>